So for me, skincare is what you're doing at home every single day. So when someone comes to us, us, an esthetician, a service provider, we're like your trainer, right? We're your, we're your trainer at the gym. You're coming to us. We're going to do your treatments. That's your like hardcore workout. But the skincare that you're using at home is your healthy diet. So if you go and work out at the gym every day, but then you're eating fast food, you're not going to get the exact results that you want. It's going to be good, but you may still have some issues. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. I always say I'm just a girl from Ohio with really big dreams. And now I work from home running a dream business that helps you achieve your goals and create more joy in your life. This podcast is all about all the topics that really matter to you. And it's about giving you everything you need in one place. Mindset, relationships, wellness, lifestyle, money, business, and career. We have it all. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and paper, and get ready to learn. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 249, System, Service, and Skincare with Daniela Warner. So I'm so excited about this very eclectic episode. It's with one of my dear friends, Daniela, who runs a company called Addo Aesthetics. And she's an esthetician who now works with incredible spa owners to help them grow their business from the inside out. She is obsessed with systems and is such a generous person and is an expert on all things skincare. So of course, we had to cover all of that. (laughs) So today's episode is packed full of tons of information, whether you're a business owner looking to improve your skincare routine or just listen to someone who's super inspiring, this episode is for you. Let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Daniela. I'm so excited to have you here to talk all about multiple amazing things that you're skilled at, whether it's skincare, (laughs) systems, building an amazing business, hiring, donating, giving back to the world. All of that is something I truly admire you for. So we're going to get into all of it today. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So first and foremost, what I love to do is go back to people's story and figure out how it is they got to be this amazing person, create this success and have the impact in the world that they're currently having. So can you take us back and talk a little bit about how you were able to create a life better than your dreams? Oh, gosh. Okay. So if I'm going really far back, so I come from a family of educators, right? So my family is, my papu is from Greece, my Nona, my grandmother is from Italy and came to this country very like like a lot of people that come to the US they're very focused on education and going to college and that's going to give you this better life and all of these types of things and in doing that you know i always thought well you've got to go to college you've got to have this you know bachelor's degree to be worthy of that's how you live a life and that was not what i really wanted to do. And so I I went to college to check the box because that's, you know, what good girls do. And I'm a rule follower. But then I shortly after, like within probably three months of graduating, I enrolled in aesthetic school because that was really what I wanted to do. And I just loved it. I loved every bit of it. I didn't realize that you could work in a spa all day and that was 
the life, right? So I had my journey in aesthetics. I kind of found my place in the world of medical aesthetics, loved it, was doing that for about 10 years. And then I met my husband, active duty military. We moved about 12 times in 10 years, which as an esthetician is really challenging. So anyone that's in a service-based business, you're getting new clients, building relationships with them. It's really hard to move every year or more. And so I came to this crossroads that was either I'm going to become an entrepreneur and create a business that gives me location freedom, that gives me flexibility and schedule and and all of these things that I need to be able to support my husband as a military spouse, or I'm going to stay at home and, or, you know, figure it out. And I love what I do. I love to work. I love to connect with women. And so I started my consulting company and now I help spa owners create time, freedom and financial freedom through systems. I love it. So amazing. So when did you actually start the business? What year was that? 2014. Okay. So coming from that sort of education background, getting into the spa world and everything that you did, what did you have to move through in terms of your mindset or anything that could be a roadblock for you to start your business and move into the entrepreneurial space? Oh my gosh, so much. So much. So I actually started a consulting company when I started. So as a provider, as a spa director, like the different roles that I've filled in spa, I didn't know that online business existed. And in fact, it was much smaller than it is today at that Mm -hmm. point. And so my job, I was always really good at retail sales. My husband says I could sell ice to Eskimos. And it's just because I believe in and see the change in what using high quality skincare can do versus what you're going to get somewhere else that what you're actually paying for is marketing and not the ingredients and the science. And so just selling through education was really important for me. So when I started my company, I actually was consulting for the big physician to spend skincare brands. So the top five brands in the world were my clients and I had built relationships with them through being a top retail sales provider, right? So in the spas that I worked in, I was selling like crazy. So they knew who I was. So I actually did that until 2017. So I was speaking at their events. I was doing market research for them. I was participating in you know new product launches. And when I was pricing my consulting rate, I said, well, when I was working as an esthetician, I was averaging X amount per hour. So that's just what I'm going to charge. But that doesn't take into account the time that you're writing proposals or all the different expenses that go along taxes. I mean, just taxes, right? So that was a big learning curve for me. And the first business coach that I hired was like, you need to double your prices. And I did. And the companies that I was working for, like, keep in mind, some of these companies are like, 100 million a year plus companies, they did not blink an eye in changing the rate, right? And so that was a big learning curve for me is just understanding not my value per hour, but the value of the problem that I'm solving for that company or the amount of money that they're going to make based off of the advice and insight that I'm giving and pricing based on that. That was huge. And did you have any issues with that? Or were you just like, okay, my coach told me to do this. Let's do it. No, I mean, it's, it's been a, it's been a slope. I'm an action taker for sure. So if my coach 
like if someone tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. But I certainly had to like, (laughs) I had to have some come to Jesus moments. I had to cry it out a little bit, but I had to say like, look, this is not going to help me make the impact that I want to make. I have a, a big vision of elevating the spa industry as a whole. And to do that, you need money. And mm-hmm. so I had to get over my own BS and push myself to be the best version of myself in order to reach that bigger why. And I know that one of the whys that you're really passionate about is bringing on certain types of team members into your company. And from a very early stage, you decided to hire employees and to definitely grow the company through your team, not just through you doing everything. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I... um So I always knew, well, not always. I will say that when I pivoted the company in 2017 and I decided to focus more, that was when I had my daughter. And so pre-kids, I probably would be defined as a workaholic. I was working like crazy. But then because I had my kids at an older age, I was more, I was very intentional when I wanted to start a family and I didn't want to just have kids to never be able to see them. I want to go take them to school. I want to, you know, play with Play-Doh. I want to go and find rocks outside and all the different things that we do 500 times a day as parents. And so I decided like, okay, I need to create a company that's going to give me freedom. And I need that freedom to be able to travel, to move, to be with my kids. And because my background you know the spas that i had worked at before i had been managing large numbers of people i had built teams it was something that was very comfortable for me coming from the brick and mortar world of hiring firing what that process is like and i always felt a little bit out of place in the online space because i was like they don't operate their businesses in the same way that brick and mortars do and that can be a benefit and also can be a con because i think that both sides online business or brick and mortar have things that they're really good at and things that they excel at. And I think the people that really win are the ones that understand how to capitalize on the things that work really well in brick and mortar and the things that work really well in online. So for me, bringing on the team was a no-brainer and kind of having expectations, guidelines, building a team culture, building a company that you know aligned with the core values was, was just a super important process for me. Yeah, that's that intrigues me because I remember, you know, we're in a mastermind together and you shared at what stage in business you started to bring on full-time team members. And I was thinking back to myself when I was at that stage and I had, I don't know, maybe one VA. Like I wasn't even I wasn't even thinking about bringing on somebody for more than 20 hours a month. It wasn't even on my radar. It wasn't even on my radar to have multiple people. And so I just think that's so incredible that you've brought in, you know, that experience and that level of background into the online space. And I think more of us who kind of started business not knowing anything <laughs> need to have a, a bit of a wake-up call when it comes to team and what's possible and also what's going to help us grow faster. And I'm really, you know, now totally converted and of the mindset that. <laughs> 
full time is a game changer. And having all of that support and, and that level of commitment from your team is really everything versus somebody who is working as a contractor in a bunch of different roles. And I know we've also talked about, you know, the expectation of pay and what that looks like. And especially I think, you know, so many people want to have as many clients as possible so they can make as much money. But when you bring on those people into your company, obviously their attention is going to be divided and you're not going to have their sort of full devotion to what you're doing. I think you also have to understand what are you best at? You don't have to be the best at every single thing. I tell my team, I want to work with my clients on the the calls that we do, and I want to do my podcast and that's it. There is nothing else in my company that I want to do. And so that means that everything else gets hired out. And that allows me to really hone in on my craft and become the best coach possible and really develop myself. And I'm, I'm remembering this story of, I think it was back in October, one of my customer support gals, my customer support manager full-time was on maternity. We had another gal who's one of our coaches who her father-in-law passed and was on bereavement leave. And we were in the middle of a launch, like a big, big multi-six-figure launch. And I was at my mastermind. I was at a different mastermind. And I was like, hey guys, I'm here. And there's all this stuff going on in my company. But because we have set up a systems-based business, everything's running smooth because everybody knows where to hop in and what to do. And because we've created this really beautiful team culture, like, oh, you know, Christy's on maternity. I'm going to do this. This is her task that she does here. Giselle's on bereavement. I've got to go do this and go do that. And it just, the peace that it gives. Also in September, I had RSV for five weeks. It's, I thought a hundred times that I had COVID and it every time was no, it was RSV, but being sick for that long period of time, my business still kept going. If you are the sole revenue generator, the sole marketer, the CEO, the administrative person, you are limiting yourself in such a massive way. You are not saving money by not bringing on team. You are limiting yourself by not bringing on team. And when you talk about a systems-based business, is that something that you started from the very beginning and you were just very intentional with the systems? Um, you're nodding yes. So I'm assuming yeah, so. it's <laughs> Well, I it's funny because I love to be in masterminds. I feel like surrounding myself with people that know more than me or different areas of knowledge is, is really powerful. And I was in a mastermind a couple of years ago. I was in there as like, I'm spa. I'm, I'm a spa coach. This is what I do. And everybody was like, oh my God, your systems are insane. And I was like, what? I didn't realize that everybody didn't run their business this way. I thought this was normal and because it is my normal. And so by like, when I had stood up to give a talk about my podcast and started showing our project management boards and here's how we do this. And they were all like, wait, what? <laughs> and so that was the first time that I realized, hey, this is something that I'm really good at that is different than how most people are operating their businesses. Mm. And so what would you say to somebody who is years into their business, hasn't really done much with systems? Where do you even start? At the beginning, what's giving you the most pain? 
right? So systems, you will never have all of your systems done. It is an ongoing process because as you grow and evolve and think about your website, do you love your website? I do. Okay. Well, you are the exception. I just redid it last year. (laughs) Okay. I, no matter what stage I'm in, I always hate my website. Mm. I hate it because I am growing so fast that by the time I get a website done, I have grown and evolved and learned more. And I almost feel like the content on the website doesn't even represent what we do. So I feel like a website is this ongoing evolution as we grow and evolve, right? For systems, your business is always growing and evolving. Every time a problem happens that I like to call an area of opportunity, you find an area of opportunity that you can systemize. So you look at, I like to really do, if you've ever done like a time tracking activity to understand where you spend the most of your time, like what could you free up if you're still doing your own email or if you're still, if you're doing social media, if you're spending all this time in Canva, is that really the best use of your time? You know, so understand what that is and start creating a system that way because it will take you an extra five or 10 minutes to document what you're doing. I'm talking Loom videos, right? So the way that we do ours, everybody on our team documents everything that they're doing in a step-by-step manner by simply filming Loom, filming their screen. Here's how I'm sending out this email. And then we have one of our Filipino VAs who's incredible. His name's Mark. He will actually go through, he owns SOPs and he watches the videos and documents under the step-by-step process. And so you just start where you are. And over time, you realize that you have such a big library built up because no business should be dependent on one person, not even the owner, not even the CEO. And when you guys are going through that process, is that happening daily or how often are they documenting the processes? Every day, every day. So anytime that anything new is happening, it's being documented. And then we do quarterly reviews to look at, okay, are these systems updated? Is there anything that needs to, like if we switch email service providers, right? A couple of years ago, we had switched from ConvertKit to Entreport. So all of our SOPs around ConvertKit, we save them in an archive because they still might be valuable at some point, but then we had to update all of them. And here's how we do this in Entreport, right? If we add a new team member or someone takes on a different role and they're adding new tasks as your business expands, the need for different SOPs will also expand. I love that. And then I'm assuming everything's categorized by the different role or different area of the SOP. Is that right? Uh, so are you talking about like our routines? Like within each? within Loom, is there like different folders? How do you have everything laid out? Or do you put it into a membership site where new team members can go through for onboarding? We use monday.com, which is a project management system. It's really similar to ClickUp. A lot of people are using ClickUp right now. I'm, I'm a big Monday fan. And so each person on our team, we have one board that's like a SOP inbox. And within the board, it'll be each team member. They have their own group. And if they create a new SOP, it gets uploaded into that group. And then Mark takes it from there. But each of our team members has a routines board. So Christy, our customer support manager, it'll say, here's what she does daily. Here's what she does on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 
or Sunday. Here's what she does ad hoc. Here's what she does quarterly, having all the different things. Some roles, it's just, here's what happens weekly because it's not a daily thing, but Christy customer service, she has daily and specific days of the week tasks. So then we have that particular task. And then within the Monday board, there's a link that links directly to that SOP. When Christy was on maternity, we said, all right, because who knows what each person does on a daily basis, all these little things that we as CEOs are blessed to not have to do every single day or have to think about, right? But they're little things that are important. So if Christy's out, then we can say, hey, Amanda, can you go in and you know, this is what Christy does on Tuesdays. If you don't know how to do it, the SOP is linked right there. You can just click that. And that helps you to hire based on someone that can follow good instructions and someone who has their personality. It's like hire the smile, train the skill. I want people with the same core values as me. I want to hire people that I like. I will not hire someone in my company if I don't like them as a person because I'm going to be spending a heck of a lot of time with them building something that's deeply important to me. I need to have a relationship with that individual and like them as a human being. Thank you for breaking all that down. So amazing. I wanted to interrupt this episode just to let you know that Daniela is going to be one of the amazing guest experts in the I Heart My Life membership. So if you are interested in learning further from her, go to iheartmylife.com slash membership to either get on the waiting list or sign up today. She's going to bring even more juicy information and content to the group. So you're definitely going to want to dive in. So I want to switch gears a little bit. So I know pretty much nothing about skincare. And about all the things oh. that you can do <laughs> to make <laughs> your skin. How long do we have again? <laughs> I know. No. Um, so selfishly, all I want to know is, you know, tell me everything. Uh, no. Where would somebody even start? I mean, my biggest issue, and I feel like a lot of people face this, is there's so many products out there. There's so much makeup there. I mean, it's unlimited. So how do we know? You already mentioned at the beginning of this episode that, you know, it's better to go for some of the more higher end stuff. How do we know what is right for us and where we even start when it comes to taking care of our skin? I'm going to correct you because higher end doesn't necessarily mean science-based. Okay. So yes. So for example, La Mer is what, like a $600 cream Yeah. marketing. Okay. So La Mer, beautiful texture, insane cosmetic elegance, all of these types of things. But their budgets are spent on marketing. Good for them. They're filling something in the marketplace. I have no nothing bad to say about La Mer. It's it's solving a problem for many. When you get into physician dispensed skincare, a lot of the brands that you probably have never heard of, it's because they are sold out of physicians' offices. Mm-hmm. So medical providers derm offices, plastic surgeons, places like that, their marketing dollars, their budget is spent on R&D. It's spent on studies. So most products, um, most of these physician dispense skincare brands started treating something medical. So there's a brand called Neocutis, for example, and Neocutis, their kind of claim to fame is growth factors. They actually discovered these benefits, it was started in a lab in Switzerland where they were growing skin for pediatric burn victims. 
And they said, wow, look at the integrity of the skin. Look what we're doing. Hey, we can make lots of money using this as a cosmetic product. Botox was discovered treating cross-eye, right? So they were injecting it. They were treating someone that had cross-eye. They're like, wow, that, that guy has no more wrinkles in there. How can we utilize that? Vitamin C was discovered from Dr. Pinnell, who was doing research out of Duke on the power of antioxidants in preventing skin cancers, right? It starts with science-based research. And then they say, hey, we can do X, Y, or Z. So for me, skincare is what you're doing at home every single day. So when someone comes to us, us, an esthetician, a service provider, we're like your trainer, right? We're your, we're your trainer at the gym. You're coming to us. We're going to do your treatments. That's your like hardcore workout. But the skincare that you're using at home is your healthy diet. So if you go and work out at the gym every day, but then you're eating fast food, you're not going to get the exact results that you want. It's going to be good, but you may still have some issues. So my approach to skincare, I follow something called grass theory. So there's a brand called Skin Medica that really kind of went all in with this theory and I align with it very much. And it stands for growth factors, retinoids, antioxidants, sunscreens, and you can throw an extra S in there for specialty products. And so my personal belief is whatever line you're using, you've got to have those main ingredients. So growth factors are wound healers. They are naturally occurring in our body, but just when we hit 30, a lot of uh, it's like the world ends, right? So our collagen elastin production starts to go down. Our growth factor production goes down. When we look at our skin, if we have a brown spot, if we have a red spot, if we have a line or a wrinkle, any of these types of things, those are injuries in our skin. So a line or a wrinkle is breakdown of collagen elastin. A red spot is a broken capillary. A brown spot is overactive melanocyte cells. So our growth factors typically go in and heal those things, but they're going to say to the body, your heart, your lungs, your, you know, your internal organs, we're going to focus our energy on that because that's way more important than something that is purely cosmetic on the skin. So when we apply growth factors topically on our skin, it literally tricks your skin into acting younger because those growth factors are going to heal whatever those wounds are on your skin. Retinoids increase cellular turnover. So you've heard retinol, retin-A, all, you know, vitamin A, these are all in the retinoid family. They are going to help strengthen your cells, barrier walls, and they're also going to increase cellular turnover. They're going to reduce the appearance of your pores. Pores don't open and close. They don't grow or shrink. They are the same size, but we can do different services that reduce the appearance of them. Antioxidants are going to help make your skin stronger against the sun. So I mentioned Dr. Pinnell's research out of Duke. He found that when using vitamin C topically in combination with vitamin E and ferulic acid, you're able to stay in the sun three times as long without having the damage. Now, these tests were done on human skin. They did punch biopsies, looked at them under a, uh, looked at the histology slide under a microscope, and were able to see damage to the cells and prove that using that product, you can be in the sun three times as long without getting that oxidative damage that happens from UV. Sunscreens, we talk about using a physical block or a chemical block. 
I a hundred percent of the time always recommend a physical block, broad spectrum SPF of 30 or higher. The difference difference between those two and a chemical. Yeah. So a broad, a physical block is going to be mineral based. So it's titanium dioxide, zinc oxide, and it works by reflecting the sun's rays. So you put it on and it immediately, you have your protection when you're using a chemical sunscreen, it's diffusing the UV through a chemical reaction in the skin. And if you read the, the instructions, it'll ask you to apply it 30 minutes before you go outside. So you don't have that same protection. One thing I want to add in here real quick as a a PSA about sunscreens is there like a lot of times in winter, people will not wear sunscreens and the difference between UVA and UVB is hugely important. UVA passes through glass. UVA is present at all times. So a lot of times people associate UVA is for aging UVB is for burning. So in the winter time, if I right now uh, it's, you know, winter time, I've got a window right here. UVA passes through glass. I am getting UVA exposure in this room. So if I'm not wearing a sunscreen, I am getting exposed to aging. And the best way to visualize this is if you've ever left a black shirt in the sun or a sofa that sat in the center of painting and it bleaches out. That's what's happening to your skin when you're not putting a sunscreen protectant on. To go back to the numbers, a sunscreen of SPF 30, the difference between a 30 and a 70 is less than 1%. The difference between a 20 and a 30 is huge. So you always want a minimum SPF 30. Anything above it doesn't really matter, but you really want to hit that 30. And then for specialty products, it really just depends on what's going on with your skin. Are you dealing with redness? Do you have breakouts? There's lots of different serums or ingredients that can address those particular issues. Hmm. Did I just throw way too much information? No, I'm so intrigued. (laughs) So I know this is not a sponsored episode, but I'm curious to know, is Skin Medica your go-to or are there any other products that you highly recommend? Yeah. So I, I actually don't believe in any one particular line. I think each line has their superstars and they build the product lines around it. So I'm a big fan of Elastin. They have a a mineral-based sunscreen. It's called Hydrotint and it's to die for. SkinCeuticals is phenomenal with their serums and their cleansers. SkinMedica is great with growth factors and their HA products. Revision has a great neck product that they're well-known for. And they also have IntelliShade, which is a great sunscreen So it's really, there's a lot of good brands out there, but there's no one brand that has it all figured out. And so do you recommend going to a specialist and then they're able to help you pinpoint which of these items you should get? Absolutely. Because when you're dealing with skin, skin is living tissue. There is not any, this is the seven step formula for, you know, the perfect skincare regimen for this. We all have different We're in different seasons of life. We're different ages. We live in different climates. So having an esthetician that can understand like, what are your goals? What time availability do you have? Right. If you are, there's some women that can and will dedicate the time to using 15 different serums. We see that a lot in Korean beauty, a lot in Asian skincare, which is really the leading place where ingredients and and it, it kind of goes this way where it comes from Asia, 
makes it to California and then ends up over on the East coast of the United States um, with these different trends. And working with an esthetician that can understand your skincare goals, you know, are you in a season of life where you have small kids and if you wash your face, you're feeling like you won, right? Versus are you in a different season of life where you have the time to devote to that self-care and do the treatments, right? So it's really like working with somebody to understand where you're at and what your goals are and what are the fastest ways to get you there. And how do you find somebody locally who you trust or you can trust? That's a great question. You know, you can find people locally and you can also find people online. So as one of the great things that came out of the pandemic is a lot of estheticians moved online. And so they're offering virtual consultations where you'll hop on Zoom, you can go through and you know talk about your skincare goals, you can analyze the skin, you can understand what the needs of that person are. So if you have a provider that you've heard a lot about, you follow them on social media, you like their skincare philosophy, 99% of the time you can hop on Zoom with them and have them do a custom regimen for you. If not, I would search on Instagram and do a hashtag of like any local hashtag that you have. So like in Hawaii, it's 808 state or lucky we live Hawaii. There's these kind of local hashtags that every location has and look for those and look for skincare 808 or lashes 808 or whatever that is with those hashtags. And you'll see providers that will come up. That's a great way to find someone and just understand their vibe and what they focus on, right? There's a lot of estheticians in general, they nerd out on the science. And there are so many of them that will sit and talk about fibroblast or growth factors or any of these things in skin and really help you to create a custom regimen for yourself. Mm, Thank you for sharing that. So the next question I want to ask before we start to shift things a little bit is what about organic versus not organic, especially when it comes to makeup? I find that to be one of the things I debate against all the time. So I'm curious to know your opinion. It's a balance. There's a big debate, like for example, just to to understand my own personal bias, I am someone who chooses to eat all, all organic. I care a lot about the ingredients in my food and the ingredients that I put on my body, but I believe in science above all else. So something that happened, a lot of times studies get taken out of proportion, right? So there's this big movement that people are like, oh, parabens are so bad and parabens are this awful thing. If you go back to the original study, that study was disproved. There are parabens in blueberries. There are parabens. There's all different types of parabens. And so really understanding, like, are you looking for the quality of the ingredient? Sometimes chemicals cannot be organic. It's impossible, right? So I look at quality of ingredient and science above all else. So Do you have a favorite line? For me personally? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My very favorite personal line. And I, I have no affiliation with this company, but it's Elastin. They're the company that I use and they do happen to be vegan, cruelty-free, paraben-free, all of those things, but they are science-based and they are a physician dispensed skincare brand. So that's not the reason that I love them. It's just an added benefit is that they have 
cosmetic elegance and efficacy all combined. And do you find with them or with any other makeup lines that you love, is there a line? Oh, that makeup. I- no, 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 yeah. no. I was talking skincare. Oh, okay, great. So your okay. makeup. Oh, yeah. hundred. I'm Jane Iredell all the way. Okay, cool. All the way. That is what I've used for 15 years. Before I was in the world of medical aesthetics, I was working at the spa at Grand Wailea, which is a big resort spa in Hawaii. It's 50,000 square foot resort spa. And I did makeup there. And I first was doing bare minerals. It was like when bare minerals very first came out. And then I got introduced to Jane Iredell and I've tried so many different lines over the years. And I always, always, always go back to Jane. I love it. I am committed to that line their pressed powders. Like I've, I wear very little makeup. I believe in having beautiful skin, but I just do like pressed powders, like a pressed powder and a little bit of blush and then mascara. And that's it. My eyebrows are microbladed. It's all, it's all tattooed. Yeah. So that's one of those lines where you feel like you can find everything that you want in one place. Not the mascara, not the mascara. Okay. But the, the pressed powders are to die for. Mm. Yeah. Can you tell I'm looking for something like super simple? Can I just have one company that's my go-to for everything? But see, that's that's not how it works, right? Like how yeah. many coaches do you have? How yeah. many, like there's each company has something that they do incredibly well and you've got to figure out like, hey, what am I looking for? So Jane Iredell is a mineral-based. They're endorsed by the Skin Cancer Foundation. They provide an SPF of 20 they test their products. They're FDA approved to be completely inert, which means that there's no bacteria, mold, or yeast that can grow in the powders, which is incredibly helpful for anyone that's, that suffers from any type of acne or breakout or irritations in the skin. And they're cosmetically elegant. They work. A lot of times when patients have a condition with their skin that they're trying to cover up, they'll go to some really heavy cakey makeup that's great for photo shoots but not so great for everyday wear. And it actually makes their skin worse. So it's a lot better to really focus on healthy, beautiful skin and accentuating that. So you don't actually wear a foundation on a day-to-day basis. It's just powder. Never. I just do a light powder and blush. So it takes me probably four minutes to do my makeup in the morning. And how long do you think it takes to do your skincare routine every day? Probably about the same time. Okay. I have two kids though. So I, <laughs> there, I'm in that season of life. That's like, what's going to work right now. But in other times I would use more serums, but in this season of life, I think probably until my kids are both in school, it's just kind of making it work. Yeah. Well, thank you for breaking all that down for us. I mm-hmm. so appreciate it selfishly. So one of the things I want to cover before we let you go here is something else that you're super passionate about, which is, I know, creating funding for other female entrepreneurs. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Thank you. So we are, you know, I feel very blessed to be in a position in our company where we can give back in a, in a bigger way. We've always focused on elevating the spa industry as a whole. And we do that through high quality content. We focus on teaching systems, teaching ways to operate a real business, you know, like really focusing on that. And we've done a a great job thus far. And now we're in a position where we're actually able to give back financially. And so 
one of our spa owners that we retired. So we retired six spa owners last year, got them to where they were work optional in their company. So they're working about 10 hours a month. They have that financial freedom and time freedom to be able to pursue other passions and do what it is that they want. And one of the gals that we retired, her name's Andrea Klein. She is the founder of the Liberty Foundation. So this was her passion project. And she started a skincare device called the Onyx with the sole purpose of funding her foundation. And her vision is to give 1 million in grants to female entrepreneurs every single year. And her whole focus, like Liberty means freedom in French. And her whole focus is really sharing the stories of women around the world and the things that we go through in entrepreneurship, whether it's different trials and tribulations. I love men. I you know, have a great husband, but mansplaining happens. We get treated in different ways. There's different, you know, especially in spa and, and you being a beautiful woman, you can't be pretty and smart, right? There's this kind of double standard that happens. And especially in the beauty industry, you're not smart enough to go to college. You're not whatever. There's these, these kind of stigmas that are attached and I'm going to change that. I am going to change that. And so part of elevating the beauty industry, elevating the spa industry as a whole is by providing opportunities. And so we committed to donating 10% of our profits to the Liberty Foundation for Women. And we are going to be giving grants in $10,000 increments to female business owners in the spa industry. And that $10,000, that can be your first hire. That can be purchasing a new piece of equipment anything like that, that's going to be the catalyst to really get you to that next level in your business. So I'm incredibly passionate about that. I'm driven for that. The beauty of grants is that you don't have to pay them back. It truly is women helping women rise in entrepreneurship because as women, we impact in a different way than men do. We support charities in a bigger way. We support one another, you know, just us being in our mastermind, the, the, we have a peer formed mastermind and the help and support that goes on in that space is beautiful to see. And I want to spread that and recreate that as much as possible because women really are incredible beings. And this is my small way that I can contribute to society in a positive way. So, uh, if you're a spa owner, head over to Addo Aesthetics. Let us know. You don't have to purchase any of our programs. There is no, it is truly a focus on raising women up in this industry. Yeah. I so admire all the work that you're doing and adding that into, you know, be such a big mission in your company. And I can feel the emotion and how important this is to you. And Yeah, it's just really beautiful to witness. And it's such a reminder because I think sometimes we get so sort of in our heads about our businesses and we do things that we want to do to impact ourselves personally, whether that's to buy the house or, you know, get the next thing. And that's all well and good. But I know so many people have such a bigger mission. And when you finally get to the place where you feel like, okay, a lot of this foundational stuff is taken care of. Now I can give back in the way I always wanted that just is a whole nother level of satisfaction. And selfishly, it feels amazing to give, to be able to help someone. You know, my, my, my husband always says that 
I make grown women cry for a living. And I do that because I'm very direct, right? I want to go straight to the source. What is, what's going on? And this makes me cry. Mm -hmm. This touches me in such a deep way that, you know, it's, I, I feel like it is a, a personal mission for me to go out and help as many women in this industry as possible. Yeah. You're already making it happen. And I can't wait to see the next level for you. Thank you so much. So final question on the show, as you know, oftentimes our mind can only take us so far and we actually achieve far more than we ever thought we were capable of. So what would you say is one way people can create a life that's better than their dreams? I, I think what has been really instrumental for me is surrounding myself with the right people. So, you know, I'm, I'm such a logical person and black and white with so many things and being around other people that have either accomplished what you want to accomplish or support you and in that dream and not say like, oh, that's completely crazy. It just makes it so much more achievable. So be very mindful of who you choose to spend your time with. I agree. So I know you already mentioned the website once. Can you share it again and let people know where they can find you? Yes. Adoaesthetics.com. Um, or you can find me on Instagram. That's really where we hang out the most. As, as I mentioned, I don't love my website, um, but Instagram <laughs> is the place it's a D D O and aesthetics with an a amazing. I don't think I've had a more eclectic guest on the show before. So thank you for covering team systems, <laughs> starting a business, skincare, makeup, building a foundation, giving back all of those things. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life Show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life Show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams. <laughs>